Hello, and welcome to the e-commerce evolution podcast, where we bring you the best of what's new and what's next in e-commerce. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And our mission with this show is to interview the top merchants, the top marketers, and the experts shaping the e-commerce industry. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by Zipify and their flagship app, Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages is an e-commerce sales funnel and landing page builder that seamlessly integrates into your Shopify store. Just start with one of a growing list of templates and then customize and go. These templates are created by my friend and eight-figure e-commerce store owner, Ezra Firestone. Each template is built with proven conversion elements, but also features a simple drag and drop editor. So you can truly make these pages your own. So you can customize and tweak and test and create some awesome landing pages and sales funnels. So check out all the details, sign up for the beta at zipify.com. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry. Today, we're talking about the Google Display Network and that is a topic that some people may immediately disregard as being a waste of time. Others may be super intrigued, as I am. And others of you may say, oh, of course, that only works, but only that only works for, for remarketing. And so my guest today is Mike Rhodes. Now, I met Mike at the Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego back in March. And there, Mike presented on the Google Display Network and showed his approach using a tool he calls the display grid. And so today on the show, we get into the display grid and we uncover Mike's approach to the Google Display Network. And it's true that success on the GDN Google Display Network is not easy. Uh, but if you can crack the code, the upsides are huge. Tons of scale opportunities. Likely your competitors won't be able to crack the same code that you do. And so this is a really fun interview. I'm actually recording this intro a few days after I recorded the episode, that's just the way my schedule worked out this time, but I'm still geeking out about the content. And so Mike's a fantastic guy. He's a teacher at heart. He owns Web Savvy based in Australia. So Mike also has a fantastic accent. And Mike is the author of The Ultimate Guide to AdWords, the number one selling book uh, on the topic of AdWords. And so we get into a lot of stuff. This is fairly technical, but I think it's a lot of fun, and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So please enjoy my interview with Mike Rhodes. Well, hello, everyone. My guest today is Mike Rhodes, and Mike is a trooper. He is joining me all the way from Australia. It's perfect for me. This is afternoon. I've had a full day. I'm totally in the groove, and Mike is just waking up. So he's rubbing sleep out of his eyes. It's like 7 a.m., Australia time. But uh, Mike, thanks so much for, for joining me and thanks for getting up early uh, to make this happen. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard so many good things about you, Mike, and then enjoyed our kind of our pre-chat before the show. But it's one of those deals where you know, the first time you hear somebody say, oh, this Mike Rhodes guy, he's really sharp. You think, okay, I'll file that away. And then by the third time, you're like, all right, I, I got to find this Mike Rhodes guy <laughs> and figure out what's going on. But uh, but Mike, Mike one of those three, my mom. What's that? Just check it. It was one of those three people, my mom. (laughs) Maybe, maybe so. But uh, you know, Mike and I, we we spoke at the uh, Trafficking Conversion Summit in in San Diego here not too long ago, and and uh, heard rave uh, got rave reviews on his presentation. So wanted to to connect, and and so really excited about the topic today. We're talking Google Display Network and how to make that work. 
And so before we get into that, we got lots of mm-hmm. questions. This, this is a fascinating topic for me. As those of you know that listen to the podcast, I'm an AdWords guy as well, primarily Google Shopping. Google Display Network has never really been our thing. Uh, and so that, that's why I'm so excited about this, this topic. But uh, Mike, if you would, give us a brief background. Like, How did you get to this place? How did you become an AdWords expert? You know, just kind of give us the brief background. Yeah, I won't give you the full, full story because I could probably babber on for 20 minutes about that one. But uh, in brief, I was an e-myth uh, consultant back in the day, uh, paying Gerber a, a ton of money to use the name e-myth and going out and seeing all these small businesses. I've always loved the business of business and helping small businesses. That's always been my thing since I was 17 and I won't tell you how long ago that was. Um, all of them, all of them were like, that's, that, that's lovely. I'd, I'd love to systemize my business, but I just want more customers. Um, when do we get to the bit about new, more customers? Well, yeah, that, that's module five. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, we'll get there. We've got some other stuff to do first because it's Gerber. It's a system. You know. Well, I just want to buy module five, please. Right. Yeah, you can't because it's Gerber. It's <laughs> yeah. a system. You've got to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, when do we get to module five? It's like day five, week five. Yeah, it's usually around month 10. Yeah, there's the door. Um, <laughs> <laughs> off you go. And then I saw Perry Marshall present on Google AdWords at this now infamous little seminar. Only about 150 people back in 2004. Uh, called the X10 Seminar. Big shout out to Simon Chen for arranging that and bringing guys like Simon, Armin Moran, Alex Mandosian, Declan Dunn, and Perry was there. And I went, oh my God, this is it. This is this is the future of of marketing for small business, not just just digital, but this this is what they all want. I'm doing that. So I stopped paying Gerber tons of money and dove into AdWords. And my first experience of it, I went back from this conference, I'm raving about it. I was in a mastermind and a mate of mine said, look, I don't want to, to hire you by the hour to consult. I'm going to give you half of my business. Come and do that AdWords thing inside the wow. business. Wow. And um, long, long story short, three and a half weeks later, we'd sold 100 grand's worth of stuff. And we went, oh, hello, this works. So I set up the agency. Sure, I got a bit distracted, wandered off, ran somebody else's business for a little, for a year and a half, and then set up the agency uh, a little over 10 years ago. And uh, yeah, that's, that, that's what we do. So done for you. AdWords, predominantly AdWords, um, search display, shopping, a uh, little bit of Facebook these days, but landing pages, a lot of data, Google Analytics and Tag Manager type stuff. But um, I just love it. And I love, as we were chatting about before, I love the, the teaching side too. So I like teaching people you know, how to do AdWords better or, or, and even how to build their agency, which is a, a real passion of mine. So um, yeah, that's the brief story, I guess. That's, that's awesome. And it sounds like it combines your passion of you know, wanting to help business owners, wanting to teach as well, but also mm-hmm. getting, them, getting them that burning desire that they have of get, you know, get me more customers. So sure, I'd love to systemize my whole business, but just get me more customers like right now. Yeah, Good, because cause that'll fix everything, right? Yeah, because if, if I just had a few more customers, the wife <laughs> wouldn't be about to leave me and the dog wouldn't be about to die and I wouldn't be about to repossess the car. And right. Just, just that'll fix everything. Right, right. Which, uh, you know, to a certain degree, more, more cash more cash does help, no doubt. But but um, good stuff. Well, now, now talk a little bit about Google Display Network because it's one of those things where I remember I have, I've got this e-commerce client, longtime client, great guy. We, we've done great work for him, but... I remember him saying one time, and I'm pretty sure he just made it up uh, on the fly or maybe heard it somewhere else, but he said, you're more likely to get hit by lightning than to click on a banner ad. And I'm like, no, you're not. That's silly. <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, but a lot of people are like, oh, we tried Google Display Network. It's no good. Or, you know, we, did, we couldn't make it work. It's not for us. Mm. How mm. did you become a Google Display Network expert 
And then kind of what would be your answer to the skeptics? Like why should you consider GDN? It is definitely much harder to get work, to, to make it work. But that's probably why I love it. Um, yeah, we we were chatting at, at TNC, a few of us, and about just how almost everybody at TNC was talking about Facebook. There were yeah, very few yeah. of us actually talking about Google, you, myself, Tom Breeze. That was about it. Um, it's because GDN is is hard to get right. Perry once called it a game of chess versus a game of checkers, you know, comparing mm-hmm. it to search. There is a lot more nuance there. And, you know, let's confront the elephant in the room. There's, there's a lot more fraud there. Facebook don't really have to deal with that problem because they know exactly where all of those ads are going and exactly who's seeing them all the time. But Google, the display network, is the 2 million plus websites across the web, everything from huge ones like CNN and Oprah all the way down to tiny, tiny little blogs and forums that you and I have never heard of. But Google knows which ones are out there. And within those 2 million sites, there are obviously billions and billions of pages. And Google lets you target in a variety of ways that we'll probably get to in a minute. Um, target those pages and put your ads in front of people in a whole number of ways. Now, yes, there's there's some fraud out there. There are a bunch of sites that are literally made just to put those banner ads on so that they can get people to click and some really, really smart people in probably Eastern Europe somewhere have got a whole bunch of bots <laughs> that, that click on these ads for them and put, make it they're doing such a clever way that they try and fool the Google system, which is very hard to do, but make it look like their robots are humans clicking on these things and and there's a ton of money being made somewhere but i just sort of see that as the cost of business if 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 your cpa actually is a bit sort of maybe five ten percent higher than it would be without all this fraud then it's still so so much cheaper and infinitely more measurable than tv or radio or billboards or whatever else that small business could be doing and I, I kind of like the the difficulty and the complexity really mm, creates a, a barrier too. to entry. Like that keeps your competitors out, right? Or if they see Absolutely. you and they're drawn into the the channel, it's going to be hard for them to to do what you're doing if they don't know how to make the system work. As a mentor of mine said the other day, the bigger the problem, the bigger the gold. Um, he he is a very 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 smart um, multiple serial entrepreneur type thing, and he's spent his life looking for big problems. And yeah, so. That kind of really, um, I suppose, gave me the impetus to, to really dive in and, and spend time figuring this out. And yeah, I, I do feel like, I know it's such an overused expression, but I really do feel like we've kind of cracked the code a little. Not to say that yeah, every time is a lay down was air and we're just, you know, oh yeah, this is easy. We'll just win every time. Every time it's different. Um, and it's all about testing, testing, testing and trying new things. Um, it is not easy to get it to work. But when you do, my goodness, the scale that is available it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and I guess that that's the real benefit, right? So, I mean, there's there's complexity, there are risks, uh, but the, the rewards are, hey, your competitors are going to have a really hard time duplicating what you're doing. And then also the scale is there because that, that's something we talk about. I know you and I both love Google Shopping and, you know, that's one of the consist, most consistent channels that I've ever experienced. But, yeah. but you're limited. You're limited by search volume. So if you're, in, if you're in a category where there's not a ton of people searching for your specific product then you can only get so much volume yes yeah and particularly if you've got one of those um if you're in one of those products that people really don't know to go search for too right um then display can be an absolute savior yep uh where i also the yeah go on sorry yeah which is where if i don't know that this product exists maybe i've got the problem i want a solution but i have no idea that something exists or you know we we said sometimes in in different apparel 
um, categories. You know, like as an example, we had a client selling um, these 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 uh, boots that have the Seattle Seahawks logo on them. They're kind of UGG like boots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like one of those things that you know, you're probably not searching for because you don't know it exists. But if you're a Seahawks fan, you may see mm-hmm. that and think, I, I have to have that. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. It's it's just that there's so many ways of targeting and Google obviously you know, growing that all the time. Um, I don't know. Do you want to dive into that, and we'll talk a little bit about the yeah. The let's do. Side. Let's do. So let's start to talk about the, the the targeting side, and and then anything you know new that Google is doing that specifically relates to to GDN and how they're making mm-hmm. making the targeting okay. side better. Because I think that that was probably one of the biggest issues with banner ads in in previous years. Is just you know it was kind of a, a yeah. blast method, you know, spray and pray type thing. You know, no, no idea what's going to happen. But but yeah, talk about talk about targeting. Yeah, if I think about sort of when I started doing um, a, a lot more of the display side, it was called the Google Content Network back then, 2008, 2009. And yeah, it was kind of spray and pray. Um, click costs were so cheap, it kind of didn't matter. People didn't have that same sort of banner blindness that they probably do today. But the way Google sort of look at this is that, that a great ad is actually um, adding to people's lives. I know a lot of people just rolled their eyes as I said that, but if it's targeted properly, and you talked about this when you talked about um, Shoppable TrueView on episode 10-ish, I think it was, um, that if it's targeted properly, you won't hit skip after five seconds. Correct. And you will go, oh, oh yeah, that that's, yeah, if it's the right ad at the right time, if it's relevant, and I think there's only ever been two rules for me, and Steve Krug wrote about this in Don't Make Me Think, hmm, probably 10 years ago, make it easy, make it relevant. Um, and if it's highly relevant, which is about getting the targeting right and obviously the right creative, the right offer and so on, um, then it can work amazingly well. So, yeah, if, you're, if your listeners want to go to thedisplaygrid.com, what I've done, I've created a, a spreadsheet there that displays all of the different types of targeting across the top and all of the different types of ads that you can use down the left-hand side. And we've created this this grid. And essentially there are hundred plus different ways of targeting those ads. Um, so maybe I'll just very briefly walk you through the grid and then you'll sort of, hopefully your listeners will then start to sort of go, oh, okay, that's what display is all about. It's not just this, this, this little square up in the top left-hand corner, which is what most people do. They put banner ads on a list of websites. Google calls those managed placements. It's where you give Google the list and say, okay, I want to be on Oprah.com, I want to be on TED.com and Inc.com. Go put my ads there, please, Google. That's what Google calls a managed placement. Obviously, that's very, very limited. It's nice and safe to do that because you know exactly where your ads are showing, but it's very, very limiting, like you're saying before, with search volume. You know, there's only a certain number of people going there. What about all of those other 2 million websites that you don't really know about? Because Google doesn't publish a list of these things. Um, so that's why we need to use some of these other targeting methods to discover new websites, new tiny little corners of the web where your ads work. And a lot of times they won't work. It obviously depends on your ad and your offer and so on. A lot of it won't work. So it's really the sort of in a nutshell, the whole system is throw a lot against the wall and quickly remove the stuff that isn't working and leave the stuff that is. And that's where the, the art part comes in, I suppose, is, is starting with the stuff most likely to be profitable. You're not going to test all. I think somebody worked out once for me, there are 147 squares on this grid 
147 different ways wow. of targeting. You're not going to build 147 campaigns right. first time you do this. Uh, you, but you might build two, three, four. And we're working on some tools to help people sort of build these out faster and you know create this quicker and, and easier and more painlessly because some of them are a bit painful. But very quickly, um, you got a bunch of green columns there. That's contextual targeting. So that's where you give Google some information and say, hey, go find pages that are about this. So typically a keyword, but you'll notice uh, one of those columns there is called topic. So Google has categorized every page on every one of these 2 million plus sites into one or more topics. And if you look across the bottom of the, the, the Google spreadsheet, I've actually, because it's kind of hard to find um, in the Google system, I've actually created a whole bunch of tabs there for you where you can go in and, and look at these uh, topics. So you've got topics like, I'm just going to read a few randomly here, uh, record labels, uh, live comedy, Western films, sheet music, magic, um, boats and watercraft, mountain bikes. So I'm an avid mountain biker. I, th I believe you are too. So you can target people based on the page that they're looking at is about the topic of mountain bikes. So if you've got a new mountain bike computer or widget or thing that you want to sell, put it in front of people that are reading stuff about mountain bikes. That's probably a good place to start. And there's 2,221 of those topics. So whatever you sell probably fits into one or more of those. Yep. And, again, and just, just so everybody know. knows, like just so everybody, I'm sorry, Mike, just so everybody yeah, knows, yeah. I'll, I'll link to this in the, in the show notes, but it's also the displaygrid.com. So I think yeah, if, you, if you can get this up while you're listening even better or, or review it later, I think it'll make sense. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, that, that would obviously, yeah, thanks for saying that. That would obviously help to, if you can see that while I'm talking. But yeah, no opt-in. Uh, we don't even cookie you and remarket you because this Fantastic. is a Google spreadsheet. It's all free. Knock yourself out. Very cool. So that's the green chunk there. That's contextual targeting. So there's a bunch of, bunch of different ways you can do that. And one of my favorites is to use competitor names, competitor brand names, Love competitor that. product Love names, that. books, authors, all sorts of ways of using that. We can talk maybe more about that later. Um, the next chunk there is interest marketing. So it will come as no surprise to anybody that listens to your show that Google know an awful lot about right. us. And I know you've talked about in market before, you know, and again, there's a, all these tabs across the bottom there where I list out all of the um, these, these categories that, that Google have. So they know if you are in the market for a new stereo system or an Xbox or a business loan or an internship. Now, there are all these things that Google know you are in the market for based on your very, very recent, about a one to two week window, your recent searching and browsing history. And, and yes, if you use Gmail, they're reading your emails and using that as well to determine what you are in the market for right now. Um, a brand new Audi or whatever it might be. Affinity is kind of a cousin to in market. It's kind of the, the, the other sort of the flip side of the coin. Affinity is a much, much longer term interest in something. So, you know, I'm, I might be interested in American football or in the outdoors, or uh, I might be an avid investor or a savvy parent. And Google have these about, there's about a hundred of those categories again, listed on the sheet for you to go through. That's about, so this is all about targeting people based on their interests, a bit more akin to how people are used to doing Facebook. But that uh, I'm sorry, Mike, you, you said you said American football. Was, was there another kind? Uh, I'm not, I wasn't. Sure. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Yeah, come to Melbourne. Come to yeah, Melbourne. Exactly. I'll speak to the G. <laughs> You'll show us real football, right? Yeah. I'll educate you. Real football with yeah. no padding. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> 
Very good. No helmets. Um, and then there's this thing called custom affinity. Now that's getting a little bit more techy, but you you asked me about like new stuff that's coming. And there is a rumor that I have on fairly good uh, authority. Uh, custom in market is coming. So you'll actually be able to design your own in market categories and say to Google, hey, go find me people that are looking for in the in the you know consideration period for this type of thing. Go find me those people and put my ads in front of those people. Love it. And one one great reason to, to get familiar with this is that um, in market is coming to search in the sometime near future. So this will actually be a an audience like a a bidding adjustment, a, a layer that you can put on top of your search and hopefully one day shopping campaigns and actually say to Google, I would like to bid twice as much because somebody is in the market to buy exactly what I've got. Let, let me get in front of that person, please. I love it. And that, that's one of the things we talk about a lot. I know you do as well Is you know, when you're looking at search, how do we go beyond the, the keyword and layer in, you know, all the things Google knows about this person and their behavior layer in that audience information to, to make your search smarter. Um, so, so yeah, so this is great. So you've got, you got contextual, the audience based, um, targeting, you got interest based, which is in market affinity, custom affinity, super excited about that. Um, do you, do you have a particular place you recommend people start or, or maybe you have more you want to get into before we, we get to that? Well, I, I know you, you talk about remarketing often too, and, and there's a whole bunch of different ways of doing remarketing. Obviously, for, for if you're a retailer, then you absolutely must be doing dynamic remarketing. Agreed, yeah. Uh, that is a, just taking money off the table. But there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can use that. Obviously, similar audiences like Facebook's lookalike audiences, so people similar to your buyers. Uh, and I know you've done some funky stuff with Ezra around you know some remarketing mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. and some people that bought X but not Y and things like that. Um, I love remarketing. I mean, if you've, if you've got a, if you've got any kind of traffic, start there. If you've got any kind of list, have a play with what Google call customer match, which is where you load up your list of emails and Google will figure out who of those people it knows. And then you can go show ads to those people or people that are similar to those people. Um, in terms of where to start, that's always a tricky one. If you can find an in-market segment, and that's why I've put them on that tab at the bottom of this sheet, if you can find an in-market segment that's, that's pretty close to what you have, I would probably start there because Google is getting better and better and better at identifying that. Um, I, I still love the contextual side of things. I still love throwing a whole bunch of keywords into a campaign and saying, Google, go find me pages that are about this stuff. Because if someone is reading information about this, if they're reading a blog post or a New York Times article, even if they're in Melbourne, they might be reading that New York Times article, but I can choose to target just the people that are in Melbourne, no matter, you know, they could be on Oprah or the New York Times or whatever it might be, but only show my ads to people in Melbourne that are reading stuff about this particular thing, which I can use keywords and topics and so on for that. Um, My go-to is a bit more of a complicated one. So over in the combos column over on the right-hand side here is where we start to combine these things. So I can say, find me pages that are about mountain biking mm. and only show ads to people that are interested in mountain biking. Um, that's where we, we, we find the best results. And I, I did a whole talk on TNC about um, how to sort of really hone in on this by essentially by having lots and lots of levers to pull. So instead of just saying, hey, find me pages about mountain biking, if I could break up that, that pool into 10 or 50 or 800 tiny little segments and then be able to turn on and off 
the segments that are working or not working, then I get this really, really fine level granular control. And this is probably making people's eyes glaze over at this point, but um, that's what makes it work really, really well for us. We get really super granular and then we're doing all sorts of things at this really tiny level using a whole bunch of different scripts and some automation to really hone in on those bits that are working and maximize the bits that are working really, really well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so I'm looking at this combos area and you've got, it looks like keywords plus topic, keywords plus affinity, keywords plus in market. So I'm guessing that keywords plus in market one would be pretty powerful. Is is there there one there that you prefer over the Yeah, keyword plus in market and keyword plus topic. Um, I kind of my go to. And if you hover over the keyword plus topic little box there, um, I've actually given away a, a video in there as well where, oh, you know what I should do on here? I should link to the video that explains this grid in a bit more detail too. I'll give you that sure, for, yeah. for the show notes. Yeah, I'll link to that in the show notes. You bet. You bet. Um, let me just make a note of that to send to you. Um, but if you hover, hover over that keyword plus topic, that K plus T one, um, there's a little short code in there for a video where I explain to one of my agency savvy members exactly how to go do this because it is a little complicated. I think it's about a 17-minute video that, sh- that just lays out the steps because um, that, yeah, that's one of my absolute favorites to go to. Funny, I was chatting to a guy at TCS. I'd shared this with him, um, I think in November. So this is maybe three months prior. And he said, mate, I would have, I can't believe you give that away for free. I would have paid five grand for that. <laughs> word for word, what wow. he said. Because to know, to know that that's your go-to strategy, the millions of dollars of other people's money that we have spent yeah. testing to get to that and then to tell me exactly how to set it up so I've got that absolute certainty that I'm doing it the right way, that I don't have to do all this. He said, it's just, it's, it's so valuable. It's changed our business. Wow. Um, and then another guy, another guy that I shared this with back in October, November said, you know, we were really, really good at Facebook. We were doing hundred grand a month on Facebook, whatever it was. He said, and we could never get display to work. We tried a couple of times half-heartedly. He said, we've got a positive ROI now. And oh my goodness, the scale that we're starting to see, and it's early days for them yet, but they're just absolutely starting to crush it. And it's just, that's, yeah, that's the fist bump in the air. I love absolutely. hearing Absolutely, that's, that's why we do this, right? I mean, that, that's, the, that's the most rewarding yeah. part. Very cool, very cool. So so keyword plus topic, keyword plus affinity. Now, if you could, so so the keyword plus, in, I'm sorry, keyword plus affinity, I think I may have said that wrong, but uh, uh, keyword plus in market, that means uh, someone has, typed in the keyword recently and based on their behavior, Google understands they're in market for something. Is that the proper yeah, way to so explain that? Keyword, keyword is, is it, there's a couple of different ways that Google now target that. So yes, it could be that they've um, they've searched for that keyword in the very, very recent past. Um, Google are pretty vague about this. The best information I can get out of them that it's it's during that session but I don't know if that means if you leave Chrome open for a week that that all counts as right. the same session. Um, they are particularly vague about that, but it could be that, that they've searched for that keyword in the recent past, or it could be that the page is predominantly um, about, or that keyword is prominent on that page. It doesn't mean that that word appears in the blog or in the article right. or whatever, but it's it's a prominent theme within that. So that's the keyword part. And then, yeah, in market is saying, they have a very recent, again, sort of one to two weeks-ish um, interest in this thing. So if I'm interested in buying a mountain, if I'm in the market for uh, a mountain bike, it's based on my recent search behavior over the last couple of weeks. 
I've been to more more than sort of average websites about that, or I've stayed on those mountain bike websites longer than the average person. So I'm I'm sort of giving Google those signals of intent that I am in consideration phase for that particular thing. Great, great. And then and then talk about what what is keyword plus topic because uh, those yeah, almost sound like the same thing, but but how yes. are they different? They, 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 they are really. I mean, they're two different types of contextual targeting. So you're saying to Google, find me pages where the topic is about this and the keyword is about this. But again, it's, it's and I kind of dug into this a little bit at TCS. If, imagine if you've got this, this universe, picture the sort of the Venn diagram, I guess, if you will. You've got this big circle and that's all of the pages that are about the topic of mountain biking. Now, I could, if I'm lazy, I could just say to Google, create one ad group and say, go find me all the pages that are about mountain biking, show my ad there. And I'm going to get an, an average CPA, let's just call it 10 bucks. But within that, what if I could break up that, that huge sort of blob into these tiny little pieces because averages lie. Yes. Some of those, some of those areas are working really, really well. And some of them absolutely stink. And wouldn't it be great to have more levers to pull and buttons to press and, and be able to get more control over that. And that's where we start to combine these two. So we'll typically start with, you know, well, let's just keep it really simple. No, I don't, I don't even know if I want to go deep into that. But, um, yeah, if we, if we have 10 keywords and five topics and we mix and match all of those things, now we've got 50 ad groups. Now some of those are going to work and some of them are not. And the ones that are not, we're just going to kill. We're just going to remove them. Um, and the ones that are working, we're, we're going to keep. And we're going to get some ideas from that. So I sort of, I walked through a bit of an example. I can't say who it is, but we um, did, a, we've done a lot of GDN advertising for this particular client. Um, self-help and motivation is one of the topics that worked incredibly, incredibly well when we did this little sort of test. That gave us the information then to go and say, well, okay, now Google, go find me all of the pages that you can about self-help and motivation, but let's mix it with maybe, I think we did about a thousand different keywords because oh, wow. now I've wow. got a thousand little boxes. And again, same thing. Some of those are going to work, some of them are not. And instead of having that amorphous blob with this average of 10 bucks, I've got a whole bunch of ad groups over here that are two, three, four dollars. And I've got a few over there that are 20, 30, 40 dollars. Mm. Well, great. I get to kill all the expensive stuff, keep all the good stuff, and the average comes down and down and down and it just gets better and better and better so yeah it, it, it but but well well spotted most people don't spot that that they are essentially two contextual targeting options and that doesn't really make sense to target pages that are about this and pages that are about this um but it but it works yeah I mean, it totally makes sense why it works but it also makes sense why you might not think to do that you know why yes. you might not try yes. it in, in the first place so that's that's really interesting um, good. Any you mentioned a case study and and you know, no client sensitivity and and so, mm. but, but are there any that yeah. you're really excited about? And even if you can't mention the name of the company, you know, category or whatever, in addition to the one oh. you just mentioned, any any other ones that come to mind? Heaps, <laughs> heaps. Um, I'm, one was a, a finance client or an insurance client here in Australia. Um, you know, this is kind of fifty dollar a click territory. So I was right. expecting this to be maybe 500 bucks a lead. That was the expectation we set with the client and they were absolutely fine with that. I don't know how much a client was worth to them off the top of my head, but 500 would have been great. Um, the team are bloody amazing. Uh, they ended up getting search leads for around about 150 bucks, wow. which I thought was incredible because yeah. this should have been $50 a click territory, but 
you know, with good quality scores and so on. I, I, I don't know the cost per clicks off my head. I won't make it up, but I know it was about 150 bucks a lead. The display leads that they were able to get were $42. Whoa. So a tenth, yeah. a tenth, or less than yeah. a tenth. In, in a market that should be $50 a click, um, we had a, a relatively um, famous, at least here in Australia, uh, educator. I think I've shared this uh, case study before, so I can probably name him, Dale Beaumont, um, who wanted us to run ads to a, what was it? It was a, a free business planning template that he had. And he said, I want leads for less than five bucks. And I've shared this uh, case study and all the numbers before, so I'm not talking out of school here. And we looked at you know, business planning template. And again, like five, six dollar a click territory. We ran these, we ended up running them as as YouTube ads. Um, and I think, I don't remember this off the top of my head, $3.18 is sticking in my head for some bizarre reason, but around about $3 leads wow. by targeting the YouTube stuff well. Um, we've got a webinar client, finance client at the moment. Um, we're getting webinar leads at a, at a great price. We've got a, a fairly famous, he's not your guru. You wouldn't know of him. I probably couldn't mention his name. Big teeth, tall guy. Um, <laughs> just doing phenomenally well on uh, on GDN. We've done some work with uh, with Ezra in the past on on yeah. Boom, as I know yeah. you do a lot of stuff with him. And, yeah, and yeah. It, yeah, we did a bunch of in market testing, really just to get that sort of off the ground, get it up and running. Um, his guys came in; they they done a, a decent job. Um, I better not talk actual numbers because uh, that would be talking out of school. But we, right. I think we imp- grew that by about nine times before we handed we handed it back to his team to say, okay, here you go, you guys can yeah, run it in house yeah. now. That's great. That's um, great. So, so yeah, I, lots of fun. I think it's become very clear. It's becoming very clear to people that okay, if we've tried GDN in the past, we most like and it and it didn't work. It was most likely because we were not targeting properly. We did not have the sophistication to to target and test and tweak and to get that granular view of you know what audience segments are working and what audience segments are not. Um, the flip side of that, though, is is also on the creative side, right? Because just you know, absolutely, you can target the right yeah. person and send them a junk ad and offer. with a, an offer, right? And the offer. So, so any any thoughts there? Like, what tips? What what ideas would you give? What suggestions would you give on on the ad and getting the right offer and testing the the ad itself? That's it, testing. If I if I can only give a one word answer, it's testing. Um, you know, the way we will typically do it, and the way I've taught this for years, and the way we would still do this is from a creative side, let's assume that, that you as an agency uh, or a business even uh, don't have much control over the offer. Somebody higher up than you has decided this is the offer that we're going with. Uh, and, and let's assume that can't be tested for the time being. Um, creating a range of, of image ads, let's just start with, say, banner ads, having them as different as possible, but all going to the same offer, but not assuming. what the, I think the biggest mistake people make with banner ads is they have their graphic designer go and create one, maybe two different ads, but then they have you know the eight standard IAB sizes. And hey, look, we did all this, and look, we animated this one. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm, so, right. But you have no idea if that works or not yet. So don't worry about animation yet. Don't worry about creating loads of different sizes. Start with just one size. We typically, even though it's sort of going to get phased out and Google are playing with this new or in, have introduced this new responsive ad format, we will still typically start with a what's called a med rec or medium rectangle, 300 by 250 pixels, and have a dozen of those, all static, again, not animated, very, very quick and easy to create. Um, 
I think we now offer that as a service. I think somebody created that the other day. Um, I don't even know how much that costs. Um, a few <laughs> hundred great. bucks. It's great. It yeah. really isn't. It really isn't much. But to have a range of different ads, so that that you're not the marketing expert. Sorry, I'm not the marketing expert. The only person that matters is the customer and what works for them. And I see particularly big brands doing this all the time is, you know, somebody has decided we're using the purple one because, you know, my kid likes purple, so we're going with that one. Because I know marketing, because I am the expert and I love, yeah, I love purple. I'm the hippo, the highest paid person's opinion. Yes. Um, I'm going with this. Create me eight sizes of that. Let's pay some idiot agency $2,000 to animate that for us and we're going to run that ad. Well, yeah, don't do that, please. Um, test, 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 test. And where you get to do this with that, that really granular approach like we were talking about before, you know, instead of one ad group, instead of one way of targeting, we might have a thousand ad groups and each of those thousand ad groups has got those same 12 ads in. So yes, we're running 12,000 ads, but the person is only seeing one of those at a time. And then within ad group one over here, we're able to say, hey, you know what? These two ads are the best. Let's, let's remove all the others. Let's just keep what's working over here. But ad group 328 Ah, oh, it's actually a different ad that's working really well with that particular bit of targeting. So let's keep the ad that works well over there. And so instead of like lumping all of this together and saying, oh, yeah, that ad just doesn't work. Well, again, averages lie, right? So maybe it, it works really well over there, but not over there. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So if you had to to prioritize... Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I love I love the the feedback to test and really only the marketplace can decide, you know I, you and I can't decide the the business owner can't decide it's the marketplace. Uh, but if you if you kind of break apart the elements, you got you know headline, offer, image, like what what is usually most important from your perspective? And and I guess it's maybe just a combination, but yeah, you know, it's, it's it's testing the the big thing. So 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 image versus text only. Um, if it's an image, what's the image of? Is it uh, a person? Is it the product? Is it the end result? Is it bright and colorful or is it black and white, which typically will stand out because most people have big, bright images. So black and white image or maybe with this tiny little bit of color can really stand out. Um, is there a big button on there or no button? You know, I'm sure you're a big fan as I am of Dean Jackson and more cheese, less whiskers. He's for me is one of the smartest marketers on the planet at the moment. He talks about sort of is this idea of more cheese, less whiskers? You know, the, the not showing you whiskers. You know, if yeah, I'm actually not, I'm actually not familiar with him. What, what's his name again? Oh, okay, Dean Jackson. Um, Dean Jackson. I'm looking him a up. A little now. dig at Joe Polish. He's, he's the smart half of I Love Marketing. Um, <laughs> uh, he has uh, uh, some wonderful podcasts. Um, he's got a great one with Dan Sullivan, who's a, a, a I'm a massive massive fan of. But he has a, a newish podcast called More Cheese, Less Whiskers. And very very in a nutshell, More Cheese, Less Whiskers is is essentially. Uh, and this is all Dean stuff. I'm stealing this. I did not make this up. But your your prospect is the mouse. And the mouse has two reasons in life. The, the, get cheese, avoid cat. And it will gnaw through <laughs> three foot, three inches of wood to get to more cheese. But as soon as it sees a hint of cat, the whiskers, it will run the other way. I love and it. I love most it. people's marketing is just full of whiskers. We do this and we do that and we do that. And, you know, think about the real estate billboard with the six foot high picture of the guy in the suit with the teeth it's like it's all about them yeah it's not about you it's like more cheese more cheese we need more cheese give them the benefits sell the benefits talk about the benefits more don't be too so 
no will test, button or no button, because a button, while we have that mental heuristic of it's a button, I need to click on it, and it will often improve your click-through rates, it's also looking more like an ad at that point. And, and obviously, I'm sure you're familiar with guys like Justin Brooke and yeah, yes. testing yep. things like advertorials. Um, Ryan Dice talked a lot about this a couple of years ago, you know, pushing people to the blog post so that you could cookie them and remarket to them later. So if you're pushing people to a, a blog post or an advertorial or something like that, that's much, much sort of of a soft sell, then maybe that ad has just got this little read more link to it and it's looking more texty. It's not a big sort of shiny button that suggests click on this and we'll sell you something. Yeah, or um, kind of like what Ezra does with the pre-sell engagement page, right? Where it's kind of a, yes. here's an article on tips, ideas, suggestions for our market related to our product. And and it, yeah, it's just a blog post basically you're sending people to and then, then you can remarket to them. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Can, can you think of any any really unique examples where you know the the odd the odd ad one or, or the the ad no one thought would win did or just mm. just any any unique examples of of ads it's never tests. the one, it's never the one you think uh, <laughs> for, for, for a while we we'd sort of almost run a bit of a, an informal book in the office like okay we got these dozen ads for bt or something which of these is going to win and we just stopped doing that it became a boring game because you you'd never pick it right um yeah of course you know the author or the celebrity they always think it's going to be the one with their image on it's it's going to work (laughs) (laughs) and it rarely is right which is always fun um uh now no no obvious ones come to mind it's just that it's it's, yeah it's it's not usually the one that you think is going to work you're convinced ah this this is really good awesome work graphic designer love this this is going to crush it oh no it died um again which is why you got to test lots and lots and lots of different things because if you only test one your chances of success are so tiny yeah such such a humbling game uh marketing in general but but especially (laughs) this because and i I love the way you framed and that was even better i think than giving an example is you know, it's usually not the one you pick. So even people that have been doing marketing all their lives, you're, you're trained in marketing, you see the stuff day in and day out, often it's not the one you pick even. And so it just makes it imperative that you you set up those those tests properly. I remember reading a um, an article by the guy that did the social media for Obama, I think the 2012 campaign. Yeah, and these guys were testing thousands of different emails a day at, at the peak of that campaign. And he I think said, one of the, the was it biggest, one of the guys that uh, went on to start Optimizely. Maybe I think I read I read that guy's book. Ah, the guy that okay. kind of started Optimizely. Maybe I know I know I know one of those guys was helped Obama's campaign. But anyway, go ahead. That that would make sense. Um, I, 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 yeah, essentially, he just said the biggest lesson that came out of it was you're always wrong. Like <laughs> test everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter how smart you think you are, you're not. Yeah, I love so, it. I love it. That's fantastic. Um, any other. Any other uh, mistakes, traps, things that people should avoid? You know, so if they're beginning to say, "Okay, I want to look at GDN," maybe a little overwhelming. We'll, we'll, we'll get to how they can connect with you in a minute. But any other mistakes you see, pitfalls, things that people should avoid? I think uh, the biggest mistake is is probably just that that hubris, the letting ego get in the way. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah. Again, like if I look at the if I'm staring at the grid here, um, they've tested four of these squares on the grid and they think that they've done GDN. Um, Gmail is kind of the, the middle row across here. We're getting just some crazy results from Gmail ads at the moment. Um, they're just, they're so much fun. You can just have it. So a Gmail ad is, is like this little tiny ad 
that appears at the top of somebody's Gmail inbox under the promotions tab. And if they click that, then they get to see what is essentially your landing page inside their Gmail account. Now, they haven't left Gmail at this point, so Google loved that. They're not charging you very much money at all, so pennies on the dollar at this point. And then if they click on the, the big ad, the landing page essentially, you don't get charged a second time. Wow. And then you take people out to your website. Now, you can do some funky things with that. You can embed a YouTube video inside that Gmail ad. You can, for, for the retailers uh, that are listening, which is probably many of your listeners, yes, yes. you can mix and match Gmail ads with your product feed. And you can actually show products, essentially like massive PLAs, oh, wow. inside the Gmail ad, leading to those individual products. People Now, you combine that with an in-market audience or a um, you know, keyword plus in-market, something like that. That gets pretty interesting. Or your customer match audience. Now, you can't do remarketing inside of Gmail but you combine that with a similar to customer match. So similar to my buyers, go show them a bunch of my top products inside their Gmail account. Wow. Or another targeting, you know, one of the squares on here that I love is combining Gmail ads with competitor keywords. And again, those competitor keywords. See, I'm looking here at the, the Gmail row in the, in the display grid. So we can do customer match, uh, similar to customer match, topic, Competitor, brand, non-brand, and then and then you're you're in market. So that's that's phenomenal. Um, yes, just within that, there's maybe what what have we got here? Maybe eight, ten different ways of targeting just those Gmail ads. And again, most people will chuck in half a dozen keywords into that Gmail campaign, test one ad, and go, yeah, we tested Gmail, it didn't work. Yes, we got cheap <laughs> yeah. clicks, but it didn't sell anything. Yeah, yeah, but did you really test? Did you really test it? Yeah, yeah. And so, are are you are you Pretty much for all clients that want to run GDN, are you testing Gmail ads as well? Or are you just looking for certain instances where that usually works better? Or I, I, Assuming there's budget there, I will almost always want to test Gmail with competitors. So if, if for that row, that's my sort of go-to starting point, those competitor terms. That's brilliant. Yeah, competitor keywords, competitor URLs, you know, other authors, the name of their books, the name of their products, the name of their yeah. websites. Yeah. How perfect is that? Yeah, so someone's typing about the the competitor in their email and now you can show up with your ad. Or, or right they're there. a subscriber of that competitor. They're getting yeah. emails from that competitor mm. and Google knows that. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. This, okay. You really, really got my my wheels turning. I, I say it on the podcast all the time. I'm a, I'm a marketing junkie first, right? So I love anything that mm -hmm. works, anything that drives buyers, anything that, that create, you know, generate sales. That That's that's uh, uh, what I love about about marketing. And so this this has got my wheels turning for sure, um, excited to, to dive in more. Let me let me just let me just spin them a little bit faster than for you because um, yeah. you asked me about new stuff um, and, and I made a note to talk about this and then promptly forgot um, a rumor that I've heard. I actually went and searched for this this morning. I couldn't see a single single thing about it uh, in the SERPs was uh, pay per conversion. So for the longest time, you have the ability of, of allowing Google in charge of your bidding, and there's pros and cons against that. Right. Um, like CPA targeting and like CPA targeting. Say, like I, I want to aim for fifteen dollars. Off you go, Google. See what you can do. There is a new one rumored to be coming, which is not bid bidding per conversion CPA stuff, but pay per conversion. In other words, wow. I will only give you the fifteen dollars if and when you get me the conversion, Google. Thank you very much. Interesting. Because obviously, because all the machine learning that they're bringing to the table, they are, yeah, it, it's getting to the point. We were talking about this in our weekly meeting. 
on Tuesday that it's getting close to the point now where it's going to be impossible to beat Google when it comes to bidding. I don't know if you right. know the story of AlphaGo and you know Google buying this company DeepMind, which beat the world champion at this incredibly complex game Go. That is, it's impossible to brute force your way to win that game. You have to learn the game, and the computer learned to play the game. I, I just think this is a fascinating story. You know, essentially, they um, they fed in every game ever played. Wow! And the computer went, "Yep, okay, done them. Now what? <laughs> need more wow. data. Need more data." So they essentially created a second computer and had the two play each other a um, hundred million times, um, and, th- and that's how the computer learned how to play Go. But they, no one programmed in the rules of if the the, the stones are on these, uh, I don't know what they're called, squares, intersections, places on the board, um, then do this. You can't do that because there are more potential positions on that board than there are atoms in the universe. Right, right. It's, it's crazy. So they had to teach the computer. That computer, DeepMind, um, that is now in charge of the automated bidding at Google. Now that computer can see inside every single AdWords account, every single advertiser, every single keyword, every single bid, but it also has, we've been talking about in market and affinity, it also has near perfect information on the other side of the fence. Yeah. It knows everything about those people searching. But, I believe but what, if like you're, s- what if you're AdWords certified though? I mean, that, that, that says a lot. <laughs> and so you, you know, you can, <laughs> Yeah, because they give us, what, five levers to play with? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Age and remarketing list and yep. time of day. <laughs> yeah. Google's using 70 million data points on every right. search. That's phenomenal. So, yeah, that, that, is, that is getting close to the point where it's going to be hard to beat. But right now, we typically find if we turn on you know, target CPA or something like that, typically results will, will dip. I, I liken it to a good agency at the moment. If, you, if your account's a mess then a good agency is going to improve that. But if you're a great agency, then a good agency takes over, results are likely to go down. If you can stick it out, if you can give the computer enough time to learn about you, it will probably, possibly, come good, but not always. So yeah, it, right now it's a case of, yeah, okay, keep, let's, let's keep testing with it. Let's keep experimenting with it. But we're still not seeing it at that point yet. But Google say that they're Oh, there's this, I could talk about, oh, again, marketing junkie too. There's all this stuff that's coming in terms of how they look at users and in terms of how they do cross-device tracking and all this stuff that there's sort of rumored to be coming in the next six months. And I've been told, like, once that's rolled out, then watch it. Yeah. Because the game's going to get interesting at that point. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. And, And, you know, Ryan Dice talked about this a little bit at TNC where, you know, there's all this fear that the machines will take over. There'll be no need for marketing consultants. There'll be there'll be no need for guys like you and I or companies like the companies we have. But uh, you know, there still has to be there has to be strategy and, and the brand and, and all that. And I know one thing you talk about that I completely agree with is, you know, smart humans plus automation. Yes, will beat one or the other. You know, almost every time. Uh, yeah. in isolation. Yeah. So combining the two, like that's where we need to be. Absolutely. That, that's the game. Smart humans working with incredibly smart machines. That's the game. And that's where we all have to work out how we, I mean, it changes potentially who you hire. Uh, it changes how you play the game. Absolutely. But yeah, those, those businesses, our, our clients, yours and mine and all the other agencies listening, um, are, as you say, always going to need smart people in the corner. I mean, the game may change. We, we will not be, we will certainly not be changing bids by hand like we did three years ago. Uh, by the end of next year, any right, agency that's right, still yeah. doing that by the end of next year is is dead and gone. But 
you know, the conversation will probably change. Our clients will be saying, well, how do, how do I use AI in my business? You know, how do I surface all of this amazing data that I'm sitting on and didn't realize I was sitting on to make the experience better for my customers? How do I, how do, I do that? Because I don't know, because I don't understand all of this stuff. So, yeah, the, the game will change. But, yeah, there's always going to be a place for, as you say, for strategy. And what, what we've been doubling down on for the last year and a half is strategy, relationship, creativity, and automation. Yeah, that for yeah. me is the kind of the, the the golden the golden rule really now is how do we focus on that more and more and more. Love it, fantastic. Well, well, Mike, uh, this has been this has been a ton of fun and really valuable content. We'll have to do this again sometime for sure. Uh, uh, let's let's do a couple of things. Let's talk about how can people connect with you, and then also, you know, you're the author of a very popular AdWords book. Do you want you want to talk about that book really quickly? Give it a bit of a plug. I believe yeah, I've, I've been told um, it's the world's best-selling book on Google AdWords. Which wow! Is Congratulations, that's awesome. Well, I can't claim all the credit. I just I came along at, at the fourth edition. Uh, you know, there were three editions before I got there. But the ultimate guide to Google AdWords, um, co-written by myself and Perry Marshall and Brian Todd, um, we're about. We've just we've just written the fifth edition. Uh, that'll be coming out probably I think October November of this year. Um, that's uh, that's been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, probably the main place to, to go find me is uh, agencysavvy.com. So that's where I teach how to do AdWords better, how to grow your agency if, if you're an agency. Um, one thing that I'm really excited to be teaching over the course of the next 18 months is talking more about that AI machine learning, um, how it applies, particularly to, to an agency. I did think about sort of going down the route of how that applies to, to business as a whole, but that was just too big to tackle. And there are so many businesses that I know absolutely nothing about, you know, wholesaling and warehousing and, and sure. a bunch of business models that don't I don't know about. Um, and therefore, I'm not qualified to teach on that stuff. But yeah, that's that's a subject that absolutely fascinates me. Um, so I'm keen to uh, to pass on whatever I, the little bit that I know about that stuff in agencies heavy in the, in the coming months. But yeah, we've got... Uh, Tons of AdWords training there. I've got a whole Google Display training course, 10 plus hours of training around Google Display, where we dig into this stuff in a lot more detail and particularly the, you know, the specifics around the how to um, do all of this stuff. Um, we give away some of our scripts in that group to, that can just, yeah, they can save you so many hours and, and so much money um, by just having you know, the right automation in the right place. And that's been battle tested. Um, that's, that's, well, I just uh, what I love doing is just helping people make the machine work better for them. Yeah, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. So, so agency savvy. You also have web savvy and PPC savvy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, agency PPC savvy is we kind of combine the two. Okay, um, got so it. Agencysavvy.com is is the main one, and then yeah, websavvy.com.au. Um, that's the if if you think you might be a good fit for a client, or you'd like us to take a look at your account, audit your account, or whatever. Websavvy.com.au is that's the sort of the done for you service, but and agencysavvy.com is is the teaching side of the business. Perfect, perfect, got it. Okay, that looks awesome. Well, fantastic. Thanks for allowing me to plug it. Yeah, you bet, you bet. Uh, love what you're doing. This is phenomenal stuff. I, I'm confident that that listeners' uh, wheels are turning and they're getting excited about this uh, as well. So, any uh, social media? You on social media at all? Yeah, yeah. Um, Facebook.com slash Mike Rhodes is probably the, uh, the best place to find me. I'm not on Twitter much these days. Yep. Got it. Got it. Very good. Well, hey, been been phenomenal, Mike. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us and being so generous with your ideas and sharing. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Cheers, man.
Absolutely. Well, and everyone, uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, let us know what you'd like to hear more of, less of. We'd love that review in iTunes. That helps us get discovered by more listeners. Uh, and until next time, thanks for tuning in. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session. Or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.